1: a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
3: It's never been easier to communicate with people. All right, good evening, everyone. Hello, and welcome to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Billy Up Sports, and association with Godzilla Media. I'm going to bring in my co-host, who I believe is, is probably under investigation by the federal government for the FTX scandal. I'm going to bring in Dustin Henry. <laughs> Dustin, hey, how are we
0: doing today? Hey, we can't <laughs> talk about that. I've been I've been advised by my legal counsel...
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, what a story! What a story that is, man! My goodness. Uh, if you if you pay attention to other things other than sports news, you got to check out this FTX FTX bankruptcy. It is bonkers.
0: <laughs> oh, I think usually most. Some most bankruptcies probably are, but uh, yeah. yeah,
3: when they said nerds would rule the world, I didn't expect them to be this corrupt either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolute power corrupts absolutely, that's
3: the... it, it sure does. Well, before we get into things, I just want to remind everyone about first off, our social media channels, which are right down here below. If you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, or Belly Up TV, uh, we're live currently, so check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at no creds facebook.com forward slash no creds req youtube is youtube.com forward slash at no creds req during the show give us a thumbs up give us a like comment we love your algorithmic engagement comments which you know we gotta hear that we gotta hear that harp dustin i've been waiting all day for this We (laughs) we gotta hear
2: it it's
3: a beautiful sound it's a beautiful yep, sound. pulls Co- me right down. Let's, you know, let's be know. If you know what we're doing, we're going, we're getting ready. We're getting yeah. to the show. So we're going to continue on the, uh to remind you on the podcast side, subscribe to the podcast, Spotify. I'm sorry. Spreaker is our home base, but you can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, wherever you platform, wherever you podcast, hit us up. Rate and review, fo- review five stars is preferred. If you have a comment, either uh if, it, if you leave a review excuse me uh, i might even read it on the air uh, you can also leave comments after the show on the replay uh, on youtube or on facebook so we're going to get into it right away we got some guests up and by by the way uh this is the recording of the 100th episode of no credentials required
0: oh big time occasion right here so big i got pl- i got i got
3: to play the air horn of course no,
0: yeah, We so, occasion, We occasion. And let me just say congratulations to you, Ryan, as the person that started this podcast. You've been here for all 100 episodes. Yeah. I, I am a relatively late addition, mm-hmm. but uh hey, here we are. But congratulations yeah. to you.
3: Thank you. And to commemorate this occasion, I'll reflect a little bit more on 100 episodes later in the show, but to commemorate, I brought some beer back from our trip to North Carolina. I got some Sky Blue calls from Carolina Brewery. I know it's not a local beer, but it's local down there, and this is one of my favorite beers, so I'm going to crack one open. Dustin, are you drinking anything tonight?
0: Cheers. I am. I am actually – I kind of went with the theme that you went with, but a little different spin on it. I am drinking uh, Jefferson's Reserve bourbon. um, But I brought that with me on our last trip to Carolina, and we enjoyed it. Uh, by the pool and i like kind of wish did. i was there right now
3: <laughs> me too i mean it's a little colder than it was in august when we august september when we went but still oh, a yeah. great time so yeah. cheers, cheers cheers to 100 so. here's to 100 more all right so we're gonna get into it we're gonna talk about week 10 in the nfl we're gonna do our usual wrap-up and we're gonna start with our biggest upset of the week uh dustin we kind of. Uh, we kind of went over this in the show breakdown, uh, in the rundown, Uh, but we have some differing opinions as to who was the biggest upset, but I'm going to have you go first. Who was
0: the biggest upset in your mind from Week 10? All right. For me, it's got to be none other than the Green Bay Packers going in and somewhat shockingly, in my opinion, beating the Dallas Cowboys Um that was a baffling game now, candidly, I did not see much of it i was I was watching it on an ipad, but i was uh I was gaming with some friends of mine, but I would look periodically in disbelief. I couldn't believe that the Packers were hanging with this cowboys defense. I thought that with anemic as the Packers offense has been, and as far as I know, the receiver that scored three touchdowns for the Packers Uh, his name is escaping me I want to say Christian Watson yeah I was going to say it's Christian something I think I thought I heard a stat somewhere that they the three touchdowns that uh, he scored the Packers offense passing wise Mm -hmm. had 14 completions so so it's not it's still not like it's a great offense which kind of buttresses my point now um more i cannot believe that Dallas lost this game and just yeah. when i was starting to just when i was starting to believe in the cowboys and you know all the dak haters have come out of the woodwork and they said this is why we don't like him as a quarterback he can't win can't win the games that he's got that that he's supposed to win um it's not on him but i do have no. to say there is there is some sort of weird trend where Dallas just figures out these ways to lose that are that are baffling in past years and and you have to wonder it's why I said at the beginning of the season on the show, on the uh our NFL preview I said the Cowboys I think are going to cowboy at some point <laughs> And this is the kind of game I was talking about. I know that's a general thing, but this is the this is the exact game. I mean, the Packers were an absolute dumpster fire heading into this now, mm-hmm. and it did take overtime, I think, for for the Packers to win the game. But the point is, they won the game, and it shocked me because yeah. I I was believing in Dallas in a big way this year. Yeah,
3: you can't pin this loss entirely on Dak Prescott. No, you can, however, pin it on. Mike McCarthy, no relation uh, <laughs> who finds a way for who finds a way to lose games. It's his coaching. I don't I don't know what it is. It's been doing so well with the balance they've had on offense. They've reestablished the run game. I know Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott was inactive this game, but at the same time you have uh, Pollard in there. Oh yeah. he's been he can great run the ball. Yeah. He mm-hmm. can run the ball. He had scored a running touchdown in this game. So why are you going away from the run game, which has been the gal that's brought you to the dance so far this year. And you're just going to throw 40 something times. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand this, this, this mentality. And they yeah. were ahead two touchdowns. And this is the interesting stat. The most interesting stat probably you'll hear all week long on this program. Um, <laughs> the, for the length of their existence, the Dallas Cowboys were one ninety-five and O when leading by two by more than two scores, entering the fourth quarter. This was their first loss in one hundred ninety-six games. They wow, ninety-five in a row until last week when they absolutely blew this lead. I that's just, I'm just unbelievable. I'm astounded by the. I I guess you could say the lack of. I would say preparedness because I know the, the the Packers defense, their run defense is pretty good uh, yeah, with the man. exception with the exception of the Jets game a couple of weeks ago. Um, but they're but you could still run the ball. The, the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys aren't that bad of a de- Not they don't have that bad of a running game. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just I'm just. It's uh, and, my, and my buddy Chris is more down for the fact that uh, his team lost. Um, but his Cowboys lost. But I'm just really. I got no answers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you bring up a good point about Mike McCarthy's late game. Uh, um, I guess I'll just call it sometimes seemingly late game buffoonery because that is, that is the reason he is no longer coaching the green Bay Packers. You know, the Packers fans will tell you they, they probably have them all cataloged, you know, all the, all the late games that went a little sideways. Um, yeah, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand some of the some of the ways that coaches conduct themselves at the end of games. Now, that was the no- that was the knock on Andy Reid in his Philado- during his Philadelphia Eagles tenure is that he would commonly yeah, mismanage. His clock mismanage. management
3: was terrible.
0: Yes, towards the end of the games now he seems to have figured it out with the Chiefs. It also helps when you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and some of the talent that they that they have around you. You can usually mm-hmm. sustain drives to win the game. But yes. uh, Yeah. So you have to you have to wonder it. Maybe maybe some coaches should enroll in a clock management or or game management in the fourth quarter uh, class. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, they, they, unfortunately, they don't, they don't have those classes at the University of coaching and University of NFL coaching.
2: <laughs>
3: My biggest upset, and I'll admit the, the referees kind of helped in this one, the, the Washington Commanders storm into Philadelphia and beat the Eagles on Monday night, and the Eagles are no longer undefeated. So Larry Zonka, Mercury yeah. Morris, the rest of those old farts from the 1972 <laughs> Dolphins. You see pictures of them with their champagne, their drinks. Uh, oh on, yeah! On, on Monday, on Tuesday morning, on their on their social media accounts. But what's amazing is that, I, I give credit where credits due to t- first of all to Taylor Heineke, uh, and again I've said before, I said it, I, I'll say it again: spring football works. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had this actually pretty genius play uh, during the game uh, when the commanders were driving down the field. And he's he's under pressure. He's under pressure. He goes down as if to take the sack, gives himself up, but he gets back up, and you see two Eagles players hit him. They throw the flag for roughing the passer, fifteen yard penalty. Yeah. That what would have been a fourth down and long turned into a first down, which I thought was pretty genius. The second, which, yeah. but also the referees got to know when the quarterback's giving himself up, uh, and just. Whistle the play dead? Yeah. Which goes back to my point. You have to have, you should have full-time referees. I brought it up a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It still sticks in my mind. You need full-time referees for the NFL. The other thing was a missed face mask call, which would have given the Eagles a first down and continued one of their drives uh, to try to tie the score or at least go go ahead. And that no call contributed to the Eagles turn over the ball. Washington kicks the ball deep with seconds to spare. The Eagles try to do a uh, try to do a uh, a lateral. Oh, and yeah. can hear, I could I could hear the wacky sax playing. I can hear the wacky sacks playing, <laughs> wacky sacks playing when the when the, the ball's being lateraled, and it's a scoop and score. So that's that's the that's the win. That's the yeah. win for the for the uh, uh, for the Washington Commanders or the Philadelphia Eagles, and we have no more we have no more undefeated teams in the NFL this season.
0: Yeah. And, um, I think a big, a big reason, uh, if you look at Ron Rivera's game plan, one of his, um, one of his tactics was to clearly try to keep Jalen hurts and the Eagles offense off the field for as long as possible. And, uh, the commanders were able to do that. I believe Brian Robinson rushed for 86 yards and a touchdown and, Antonio Gibson, his rushing total escapes me, but I think they had between the two of them somewhere around the ballpark of 40 rushing attempts. So uh, Ron Rivera set out to run the ball at the Eagles, and they did that.
3: Yeah. Amazingly, Brian Robinson, who before the season was literally shot by a 15 year old kid, he's back in the NFL. He's making a huge difference. I think him, he and Taylor Heineke are the biggest difference makers right now oh, for yeah. the Washington Commanders, and in a in a matter of probably a couple of weeks or uh, a couple weeks, Chase Young's going to be back in the lineup. And that, oh yeah, depends. that pass is going to be is going to be even nastier.
0: I uh, think I saw that he might have been activated from the pup lists uh, today. I I have to uh, I have to look double check, but I think I saw that on the ESPN bottom line. Hmm earlier earlier today yeah um but yeah and and you gotta you gotta ask the question you gotta ask the question if you're Ron Rivera would you allow uh Carson Wentz to come back and and reclaim the starting job because I don't don't think I would what's interesting is that
3: he's he's actually been on record saying that he's not even sure if Carson Wentz is going to have his job back when he's healthy again Uh,
0: there we go which I say
3: good for good for them Yes. Good for good for Ron Rivera, and also Ron Rivera is a little bit inspiration with his with the unfortunate passing of his mother. That team was inspired, and yeah. now here's a big question: in my going in after this week, Dustin, and I want your opinion on this. Okay. Oh, do we have the potential of seeing all four AFC East and all four NFC East teams in the playoffs this year? Wow. Well. <sighs> Hey, that was kind of I, a loaded question, but but right now, but yeah. like the standings right now, you can see Washington's only. I think they're a half game behind San Francisco uh, for the last wild card spot. But if if San Francisco can beat out Seattle and Seattle kind of continues to tumble down, and we'll get to that in a second, yes, uh, we could see all four division teams on yeah. both in both the
0: e- AFC and, the a- AFC and the NFC in in the playoffs this year. That would be something. Now, the one area where it falls short is, I do believe, the Commanders. But I I think as we stand right now— They're a half game
3: behind San Francisco for the final playoff spot.
0: Yeah. Now, and I I think ultimately they're not going to have enough to get there, in my opinion. But uh, Dallas, as it stands right now, I see them in the playoffs. The Giants, with the way they're playing, in the playoffs— Uh, The Eagles, certainly, last night notwithstanding, they will probably take that division. They will be in the playoffs. And then we go over to the AFC East, which I was going to ask you, is it now the most interesting and competitive division in football? Yes. Because the Miami Dolphins – the Miami Dolphins are looking with with uh, Tua Tagliavvao back under center. You were this close. He, he, I, know, I tried. <laughs> I tried. I was like, I can't just
3: tell him. Uh, you just say Tua. Everybody who knows yeah. who that is.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I mean, uh, he he got votes in the Florida gubernatorial race. People wrote him in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But they, I believe, are undefeated when he starts and finishes a full game. Yes. You know they are. because they they've been beaten a couple times when he had to leave due to injury um the Jets you've gone into great depth and um and I've spoken about how they are using to me what is the early blueprint that the Seahawks used for Russell Wilson's start of his career and uh they're doing it successfully and then I just think the Patriots are gonna they're gonna find they're gonna find some way and then that leaves of course the Buffalo Bills who I will talk about a little bit more later in the show yeah, we've
3: had some comments come in. We're going to go to the comment section brought to you by in clutch.com. Get yourself a nice T-shirt. Use the promo code NOCREDS at checkout. You, t- you save 10% off your order, and you support the show. So buy a shirt. Support the show. We've got the Sports Scramble Podcast, one of our podcast affiliates on uh, Belly Up Sports and their and their podcast network. They say, what's up, Belly Up fam? What's up, Sports Scramble? One of our newest additions to the Belly Up, Sport, uh, Belly up Sports family. Uh Rod West from the Rod Uncensored Podcast. What's up, fellas? I got Patriots by three touchdowns.
2: <laughs> oh man. <sighs> <Rod. laughs> and Wise L Hefe? Yeah. He
3: he does that. He does that for, for like every podcast I, I try to go. I, I try to support. <laughs> and uh my buddy Wise L Hefe from the Stuck in My Mind podcast. I was on his show yesterday. Uh, he says, "Hey Ryan, what's up, Wise? Good to see you in the chat. Also, keep keep those comments coming, folks. Uh, more viewers we have come in. More the more engaged we get. If we hit the thumbs up on YouTube, hit the thumbs up on Facebook, the more engagements we get. The more engagements, oh my gosh, the more <sighs> engagements we get, the more people know about this program. So, so, yeah, give us a give us a like, give us a comment. We and, and you know you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna play that music again. I'm gonna play that sweet sweet. Oh yeah." Song. The Bean harp. footage with the harp. <laughs> yeah, engage with us during the show. It's awesome. So we're going to move on to the biggest disappointment of the week. And I'm going to lead this one off, Dustin. Uh, I've got the Raiders losing to the Colts. And last week, Frank Reich was uh, was uh, let go. Uh, some might say a little too soon some might say it was the right decision but just saturday Was on his couch last week watching the Raiders, and he said the Raiders are a bad team. Yeah. he becomes interim head coach on Wednesday, and he coaches the Colts to win over the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my thing is, my disappointment is with not so much with the Colts, not so much with Jeff Saturday because, yeah. I, and I got, I have a man culpa. I, I sub tweeted, I, I quote tweeted a, uh, uh, a. A report—I think it was a beat reporter for the Colts—saying that Matt Ryan was going to start, and I said, "Well, just Saturday, this might as well change his title from head coach to tank commander." <laughs> May Culpa, I was wrong. Here's your receipt, uh, Colts fans. So, but th- the Raiders—the Raiders had just—I can't—I I don't get it. It, it. They, I think they've won blown, like what three, three leads my more than fifteen. Uh, by more than fifteen, by more than fourteen points. And I don't, I don't, I don't think they. I think those. What's this? Was more of a back and forth game. Yeah. But, but for some reason, Josh McDaniels. We talked about Mike McCarthy. But Josh McDaniels, I've said he's a he's the Mike McCarthy of the AFC. You have said that
2: for a while.
0: And I'm right. I'm yeah. still right. <laughs> yeah. You are. You are. he, He. he and I, I had said, I had said before the season, because I, I think we were both a little. We thought the Raiders could be sneaky good. And yeah. the thing that I had said is, oh, Josh McDaniels, he's no doubt learned from his time with the Denver Broncos. He's a younger, he was a younger coach then. He, uh, you know, he's not going to make some of the same mistakes. And I mean, he seems to be making some mistakes still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: And, so, and I've also said some coaches are better coordinators than they are head coaches. Mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels is again, proving He's, me right. So, yeah, so, and I know my buddy, Jeff LeVac of uh LeVac and God's podcast and the, uh, and the, and now the Columbus lions coaches show. Uh, Cause he was part of the Columbus lions and the NAL now. Um, I, I, I don't know how much his, he, he actually was on, pugsley's pit which is one of other godzilla media podcast uh today and he gave a sneak preview on his live show earlier this afternoon and i i just can't express the sorrow he has and he's he believes that the raiders are doing this on purpose oh because i think they, they said they think they want to get rid of Derek carr or Dave, yeah, Derek. Carr. Yeah,
2: Derek Carr. Yeah, I'm trying to know, I'm remember.
3: David Carr's David Carr would play in the Houston Texans. Um, yeah. David, David, Derek. Derek Carr, and they're gonna pick up one of the top two quarterbacks in the draft this year. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's as simple as that. I mean, he he might have a point, but you know, the Raiders find a lose. the find way to lose games. Yeah. And unfortunately, they they lost the. Colts who are one of several teams still in the hunt. They're actually still in the hunt. And we both talked about before the season about the Colts being a probably the the default winner of the AFC South. And it might be a little complicated now with the Houston with the um, Tennessee Titans now being in the mix, being in first place. Now that Rand Tannehill's back and they narrowly defeated Denver. Uh which I could which I need to ask. Uh is the Denver Broncos offense historically bad or hysterically bad? That's my <laughs> biggest question.
2: <laughs> oh,
3: but the Raiders somehow find a way to lose. I don't I don't get they it. Do. A team, this a team with this much talent and that ta- I guess you could say much much talent on the both the player side and the coach's side, they should not be losing this many
0: games. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something that doesn't quite Add up. They lost the Cardinal game. They had a big lead there, and Kyler proceeded to run all over them. Um, The 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 uh, Las Vegas Raiders are rapidly becoming the NFL's get-right team. Oh, you've had a bad stretch. Play the Raiders. You'll look all right. You know, and and um, I guess some of it you can give a credit to Jeff Saturday. That that offensive line uh, blocked better than they have. I think all season, and as a result of that we're gonna we're we're gonna have a a glimpse later into the show, but it paid dividends for somebody and yeah. um yeah I but a lot of the this is just the Raiders you look at a lot of their games, they're up, and then all of a sudden you it becomes the witching hour and they lose mm-hmm. you know teams teams uh teams find a way to win during the witching hour the the Las Vegas Raiders are decidedly on the other side of that,
3: yeah. Yeah, absolutely they are.
0: Dustin, for you, who was the biggest disappointment of this week? Well, the biggest disappointment here, my my uh, my Homer wings are going to come out. I was very excited for <laughs> my Seahawks to fly over in Germany. Gah! and <laughs> And it just didn't happen. It just <sighs> didn't happen. Now, they did make a rally late in the fourth quarter, but I was excited. I woke up. 9.30, going to watch the game, and I'm saying, hey, I get to watch the full game for my team this week. It's going to be great. Uh, they were underdogs heading into that game, according to Vegas, which I don't understand how they were. I would have put money down on that bet if I had had time. Uh, I thought that the Seahawks were the better team than the Bucks, straight up. Well, it turned out, and I'd been saying for weeks that the defense was playing better, everything, everything you could see what Seattle's building. The defense did not play well. The Bucks finally, after not being able to run the ball at all for many weeks, were able to run it with a combination yep. of Leonard Fournette, Rashad White, and I forget the third back that was in there because Leonard Fournette did exit with an injury in this game. I think it was a hip injury, and Rashad White came in and was absolutely bonkers for them. But as a result, Tom Brady got to throw the ball about half as much as he had been averaging throwing it, and he looked a lot better that way. Um, You know, he's an older quarterback. He is an ageless wonder, but you have to – it's simple math. You don't make him throw the ball as much. He's going to, he's going to look a little better. And the offensive line protected him a bit, which, which hadn't happened. Uh, It just, it just was. And then when it looked like, um, when it looked like that the Seahawks might be mounting a comeback, there's a costly fumble by Geno Smith in the red zone uh, to negate a, at the end of the third quarter, to negate a previous Bucs turnover. That was a momentum shift, possibly. And, and Gino, unfortunately, he fumbles the ball there. I mm. will say, I wrote down, given our theme the last few weeks, there was a good no-call. And I'm saying this as a Seahawks fan. Um, there was, they originally threw a flag for roughing the passer on Gino Smith. Levante David was, was originally flagged for it, and then they picked the flag up. And upon watching the replay, it was a good Mm -hmm. no-call. But, yeah, Rashad White, he rushed for 105 rushing yards by himself. Uh, It just was a very disappointing game. And I thought the Seahawks came in maybe a little flat-footed. And they didn't start playing, in my opinion, until late. And it it cost them. To me, this was a game they should have won. And they could have had... Not a stranglehold on the division, but they could have had a, a commanding uh, lead because for a while it looked like the Niners were not going to w- win the game that uh, that they did against the – I believe it was against the was Chargers. Chargers. The Chargers. And, but, but the other two teams in the division – I mean, oh my God. I have written in my notes here, John Wolford versus Colt McCoy, the QB matchup we all wanted. So that just tells you the state of the other two teams in the NFC West right now. And I just feel like the Seahawks, me being a huge Seahawks fan aside, they blew a massive opportunity in what I think was a winnable game.
3: Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, if, if the the get right game for the week for the the, uh, team who's playing the Raiders is the Denver Broncos, which is also the we're sorry America game of the week on CBS. So (laughs) there you go. Uh, Yeah. I mean, the Rams I think are right now are an afterthought. They just, we just got news news just came on the wire that Cooper's cup's going to have surgery on his right on his ankle. That was injured against the Cardinals this week. Man, what is what a disappointment. Yes. that team is this year and you know uh, Sean McVay has gone record saying yeah I'm going to ride I'm going to ride or die with Matt Stafford Aaron Donald Cooper Cup and Jalen Ramsey uh, until the wheels fall off of all of them I just I have a feeling that the honeymoon is over in Los Angeles and I think you know it's not it's not a bold prediction it's not a hot take of the week but I think I think I think McVay's job is in trouble
0: yeah, I mean you might have speculation of all speculations, but it's it's big spe- it's big speculation, but I I have to admit I I kind of agree with you and I think partially because of the way that he's handled the running back situation um saying in the media pretty much oh we are accepting trade requests for Cam Akers and uh um and we're going to go with a hot hand but both of them have to show me more. I mean There's a way to handle that. And, but what if, what if Henderson and Akers have a lot of friends in that locker room and they're looking at that situation and say, if that's what you'd say about them, what would you say about me? You have to wonder if he's lost the locker room a little bit.
2: Yeah.
3: I mean, such a free fall from last year when they went and they won the Super Bowl at home at SoFi Stadium. And this year, they're, Currently looking at a three and six. They're looking at three and six right now. They're, they're tied with the Detroit Lions.
0: Yeah, <laughs> their record is tied with the Detroit Lions. Yeah, who won their they, second game in a row? I mean, they weekend, did. They did, and that was that was um, runner up for another category. That game was crazy. Guess, they they beat the beat what, the Bears thirty one thirty.
3: Yeah, which is actually a great segue. Before, actually, I want to get some more comments in just a second, but this gonna be oh, yeah. a great segue to our most entertaining game, but let's look at the comments and why uh, says Rod and such a podcast is a troll. Yeah, but yeah, but what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say, I will say this. I mean, Rod had some great questions last week uh, in the comments section for our show last week. Yes, he did. Uh, Rod yes, he says did. Uh, the Cowboys losing to the Packers was his biggest disappointment of the week. Uh, he also says, t- tells Wise to let him live. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let me live. <laughs>
3: Wise also says, Josh McDaniels is not a good head coach. Thank you, Wise, for agreeing with me.
2: Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. Uh, Wise is also a Giants fan. He says, Daniel Jones is a great example of what a great head coach can do. And, yeah, Brian Dables definitely uh, coach of the year candidate right now. The Giants won another game, they're, and they're a, a game behind the Philadelphia Eagles for first place in the NFC West. They're the NFC yeah. East. And they're also a game back of home field advantage from the playoffs at this point. So this could be... Uh, this could be fun. This could be a fun year for the Giants and for the Jets. Uh, we have another co- uh, viewer, Brandon Brown. He says, Daniel Jones could be light years ahead if he had any consistency or quality on the coaching staff the past four years. Yeah, also an offensive line. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. their offensive line was porous. And then Rod says, hey, did you all know the Patriots have 22 AFC East titles? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so we're going to move on. <laughs> So the most entertaining game of the week, and Dustin, I'm gonna have you lead off before one of our guests comes in. I'll be here about uh, 10 15 minutes. So, uh, go ahead and uh, go with the. I don't have a feeling we're gonna have this with same, the same thinking in the most exciting game of the week. So, go right ahead and who is your most exciting game of the week?
0: Oh man, uh, for me, I have to dive in, I have to dive in and just say this to me might be the game of the year. And I'm going to use that yeah. cliche of if you have aliens come down and you, and they say, why do people watch football? This is now the game that you show them because this game was unbelievable. If you look at my handwritten notes for the show, I like to do handwritten notes. And then when you send me the show rundown, I type my stuff in mm-hmm. my handwritten notes for this game look like the ramblings of a it looks like a beautiful mind on this page. <laughs> this, this is like because I have, let's see. Ransom note too. <laughs> yeah. I have I have Buffalo versus Min Minnesota. Vikings showed resolve coming back. They were down 27-10 at half. Then I have an arrow. What a grab by Justin Jefferson. Took the bill, took the ball away from a Bills defender. Would have been an INT. Offsides on 97 on Buffalo. Costly. Baffling to QB sneak at great stand by Buff to end the game. Scribble. Why call the sneak? Wow. Fumbled snap. Bills blow game. Bills called QB sneak to avoid safety. Bills come back to tie to bring it to OT. This is is all (laughs) real time because I kept thinking the game was over. Was Gabe Davis' catch good? Vikings win. Justin Jefferson won that game. (laughs) This is... Unbelievable. I mean, uh, Josh Allen throws a pick in the red zone for, what, the third consecutive week, I think, maybe? Yeah,
3: that's me sending you you a screen capture of the Buffalo Bills sitting on Twitter uh, on that goal line stand. Fourth, period, down, period, stop, period, ball game, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. That was right before Josh Allen fumbled the ball. Yeah.
0: Which okay. So there's a lot. There's a lot to say about this game. I just read a bunch of ramblings, but the one question that I had for you, and the one question that I was itching to ask, now mm-hmm. Keyshawn Johnson on on uh, uh, Keysha- uh, Keyshawn J Will and Max, he said, if it's me, I take a safety there. I take a safety. I give him the two points. And Dan Orlovsky, who was on the show, said. If I wasn't announcing that game, I'd eviscerate you for doing that. You never give them points, especially when there was 40 seconds left. And with that offense, you never know what could happen. You know, it, he's, he's talking about the way that game was going. And it made me think, I can see the rationale be trying, behind trying to avoid the safety. But if you just want to get the ball out of the end zone, why not run the wildcat for that play and put the ball in a running back's hands to see if he at least can get it out of the end zone? Why give it to Josh Allen on that play? Why yeah. have him? Now, I know, I know the botch snap, that usually doesn't happen, but a QB sneak to get it out of the end zone? Run the wildcat. Run the wildcat and do a mm-hmm. direct snap to a running back and let him get it out of there. That, that was my thought.
2: Yeah,
3: actually, I didn't hear that point, but Keyshawn Johnson actually, I actually kind of agree with him. Yeah, Yeah, actually, I I actually do agree with him. And also the Bills benefited from a no call uh, when Stefan Diggs clearly uh, on that sideline catch uh, to get them within. uh, Yeah, to get them to get them down the field, to try to get that field goal uh, was actually not a catch at all.
0: Yeah, that's, I I have it written down as Gabe Davis. Maybe I, maybe I had the receiver wrong
3: It was either Davis or uh, Davis or, or uh, Diggs, one of those two, but.
0: Yes. And, and Buffalo knew it was Buffalo knew, but credit to them, they hustled up to the line Mm -hmm. and got a playoff Mm -hmm. before it could be reviewed. Um, But yeah, this is, uh, it's unbelievable. I, I don't know. This game had it all. And to me, some people commented; they were saying, "Oh, Kirk Cousins, he was making—he's making unbelievable throws down the stretch." Now, I haven't played in the National Football League. I haven't—I—I I haven't done a lot of things in life. But to my eye, it wasn't so much the throws that Kirk Cousins was making; it was the catches that Justin Jefferson was making. Mm-hmm. He—I've talked about the biggest catch in the game, uh, in my opinion was the one the Buffalo defender had his hands on it. He had two hands on the ball. It was a pick and Justin Jefferson ripped it away with one hand. It was unbelievable. I, I wrote, wow, what a catch with three explanation points. And that's <laughs> why that's why I have in my notes Justin Jefferson won that game. I yeah I it was so to me, yes, Kirk Cousins is he are we perhaps a little too harsh on him from time to time. Maybe we are, but it's because he's shown us in the past that he doesn't always do the best in big games and that he, he's he can do enough to to have you win some games, but he also can make some decisions that that sometimes you're just wondering, why'd you make that throw in that situation? And this I think was a, a, a case of a receiver almost single-handedly for the Vikings taking over that game because you you had a Dalvin, a Dalvin Cook fumble that he thought he was going to be kicking himself. This game, I know I sound like I'm just rambling, but the Vikings <laughs> showed incredible resolve to come back down the way they were 27-10 at the, at, I think at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Unbelievable comeback. What a game. What a win. There was so much back and forth.
3: Yeah. So speaking of back and forth we've got ourselves a guest waiting in the green room uh he is the co-host of the corner booth podcast he's also the co-host of the the uh corner booth pregame on thursdays at seven i'm occasionally a guest on there jared has uh, decided to come on so we're gonna bring on jared jared
6: what's going on buddy mccarthy how we doing i went through slush sleet and snow to get on this show tonight so oh, okay. thank you for Wouldn't being here. It. I appreciate it. It's weird out here in Connecticut, man. I swear. It's like I come out of the gym and it's like snowing sideways. I get to the top of the mountain where my house is and I'm like, oh, it's sleeting now. Oh, this is just going to be great in the morning. So, you know, I said, <laughs> you know, I'm going to enjoy it tonight. Crack a beer for uh, McCarthy and, uh, hey. you know, got hey. to say hello to you and Dustin and uh, not talk about last night's
3: game. So we've already done that.
5: Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about Axonix therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Axonix therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you.
3: We're
6: moving See, on. See, my though. timing was strategic. Yeah, exactly. there you go. Because <laughs> you know what? Listen, I have my thoughts, and it's thoughts that every Eagles fan said already. They played like crap. The refs screwed us, and Washington I mentioned was that. I Mets. mentioned the no-call. Washington's call to the face terrible pass. team. And, yeah, the fact that it basically dislocated Dallas Goddard's shoulder. So, you know, well, thanks, Washington. appreciate you intentionally injuring our players and the refs letting it go. But, you know, it's okay. Um, It's, you know, you can't win the ball. it, all. though? <laughs> no, it's, no, it's okay because they basically just poured a, a, a gallon of gasoline on a smoldering fire that was the Eagles. Go, they were they were they were getting lazy. The game against Houston proved it, and basically now you they just rolled about four gallons of kerosene on and said, "All right, you're in either your problem next week." So uh, it's the, I expect Sirianni and the boys to come out throwing haymakers. I, I I hope they win by a lot, but I you know I hope they win. Let's be honest, but you know. Jeff Saturday is gonna have a fun uh, uh, second coaching debut, so it should be fun. I'm hey, listen, yeah. I'm gonna just have my Hurricanes won on Saturday because that's the first time in like a month they won a game. So, go there, you,
2: there you go. go, there you go.
6: You win some, you lose yeah. Some the quarterback's 18 damn years old gets a dub, and I'm like, let's go.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe uh, maybe Saturday is gonna have a rough Sunday. I'll see myself out. <laughs> hey, listen. I, I, I'm I'm
6: putting money on Miami over Clemson because fuck it, that's why. Sorry for the cursing already. You get West. one.
3: You get watch Your first one, thing last bomb. <laughs>
6: I get one. McCarthy knows me. There's about fifteen usually in my in my in the clip for me, but I'll hold one round off today. Okay. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> you the
3: cha- there's one, There's always one in the chamber. Always one in the chamber.
6: <laughs> Listen, um, it's good. sports betting wise this year for me and my co-host Matt has been just a nightmare. Oh. One week I go and hit the most beautiful, perfect week parlay. But of course it was my lowest odds total of any parlay I've, I I bet this year. And then I get screwed in the last week in the last 5 minutes by the Texans and the Bills. That would have won me $500. It kind of just it happens. I hit it with the Browns. I I bet on the Browns when they were down by 10 or 7. I mean on the Dolphins I mean. And it was like the perfect bet. It was like minus five, it was like plus 500. Added on to my parlay at the last second, I was like, oh, cool, great. And I I look like a genius up until about midway through the fourth quarter. So, but listen, you guys were talking about that Minnesota-Buffalo game. My dad being a Vikings fan, I love Buffalo if I'm not rooting for the Eagles. And I'll say this right now, that was the best football game I've watched in a very long time. Maybe since, like, I would... Go back to the Jerry Goff versus Mahomes Monday night football game. I'll throw oh, yeah. in Eagles Patriots. I'll mm-hmm. throw in Eagles Patriots Super Bowl um, I'll, I'll throw in um, Minnesota Miracle game. Like I'll throw in a bunch of games that are classics, right? And this game lived up to it. Um uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I was blown away. And you know, all the Vikings fans saying we shouldn't even gone to overtime. Gabe Davis was out of bounds. I was, I'm like, yeah, but the Vikings got away with a couple ones too. That's what makes football yeah. football. But yeah.
0: Yeah, it's oh, going to happen. It's going to balance out and uh yeah, you bring up that that Eagles Patriots Super Bowl. I would I would give the uh the MVP award to Donovan McNabb's um throw up on that one for the two. Oh, I was talking about 17, the one that actually matters. Oh yeah, yeah, that one where you won. The one the one yeah, where you I mean, won, listen, the best one. <laughs>
6: it, it listen, it's okay because if it wasn't for LJ Smith's butterfingers, that, pro- that probably is a touchdown on the next play. Eagles got two chips. So, you know, I've I've played I've watched that throw about 15 times in my life. Being a lifelong Eagles fan, Patriots fans are like, oh, we got you, No. Four. It's like that ball's yeah. on that ball six inches lower. The Eagles score. A touchdown on the next play? We have a whole different yeah. conversation. Yeah, but- yeah. That- I, I hate talking about my Eagles too much on my friend's shows. I just – I was in awe of that. You a, had to get it out. You had to get it out. It was out. an amazing Sunday. Another game that nobody's talking about was the Bears and Lions was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, yeah. I that turned game- Red
6: Zone off and watched that for 20 minutes. I was like, this is incredible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a great – it was a great game. It was my runner-up for the most entertaining. But then Buffalo versus uh, Minnesota happened.
3: <laughs> yep well actually we're gonna move on to most notable performance of the week and i'm gonna lead off here yeah i think jonathan taylor's back guys i think he's back 22 carries 162 yards one touchdown had that long touchdown run against the raiders i think he's back i think yeah. it's safe to say he's back and i think that's probably the best thing with the with the new coach change with uh, jeff saturday in the lineup uh, as yeah. the coach uh is that he's running the ball again He's putting his trusty, and you mentioned that Dustin. He's putting trust in his offensive line to do the things that they need to do to win the game, and they not only pass protected, but they also ran the ball pretty effectively. So he's my normal form performance of the week. Saquon Barkley was a close second with his 120 plus yard game yeah, against yeah. Houston. So, but his yeah, JT, got to be,
6: his back's gotta be hurting for how much he's been carrying that Giants offense this year. Holy hell!
3: Yeah. yeah, I got
6: I got buddies of my Giants fans texting who listen to my show. They're like. Jared, like, are you going to talk about the Giants and how they owe Saquon basically a billion dollars for their year this year? And I said, listen, I'll be honest with you. I root for Saquon because I know people who are from Penn State who grew up around him, who know him. He's a really nice dude, apparently. Like, it was like, I I hate admitting that about rival teams players, but I've heard nothing but great things about Saquon as a person. So, like, I love seeing him succeed. And he is carrying this team. Oh, yeah. that being said, I think my performance this week is Justin Jefferson. Guys, I don't care how much Kurt Swaggins, yeah. I mean, Cousins, does his little dances and everything. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or Plexus <laughs> Peterson with Leave three Leave your shirt back. on, Kirk.
6: God. <laughs> yeah, right? Listen, the man's ripped. Let, show it off, Kirk. Who cares? I ain't going to watch, but somebody might. Um, <laughs> I'll say this, right? Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in football. Can we just put the debate to bed, please? Like, it's not close, I, I, my, my old man. He's a great, he's a great guy. But sports, he kind of takes a back seat. Suffered a lot as a Red Sox fan. His Vikings really haven't been good. The one time they were, my Eagles basically curb stomped them in the NFC title game. He kind of ins and out watches him. He just likes watching football. He goes, How, "How's this kid Jefferson?" I've heard i I've heard his name a lot. I'm like, "Daddy's the best receiver in football." And then the next play, he makes that ridiculous one handed catch, and my dad's like, face, his jaw hit the floor. Yeah. Justin Jefferson is that good. He's that guy. He goes, What do you compare it to? So I'm like, He's as smooth as Jerry Rice with the explosiveness of young OBJ. And I will fully back that
3: claim. I cannot wait till week 13 when Sauce Gardner and he go head to head.
6: Oh, I, that is going to be one of the most legendary yeah, that's games. That's going to be so that's much. That's going to be Darius Slay versus <laughs> Hopkins. Oh, like, that's the game they need to. NBC Norman versus Beckham. Like, this is going to be epic.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. the game that NBC needs to flex. The NFL needs to flex that game. It's week thirteen.
6: Okay, okay, good. That's not the game because I'm I'm going to the Sunday night football game week twelve, and I'm like, do okay. not be flexing me out of that game. I'm going to Eagles Packers <laughs> at the link. No, that I place is
2: that going game. to be
3: rocking. I, th-
6: I
2: think <laughs> week
3: thir- I think week thir- week thirteen Sunday night football is Cowboys and Colts.
0: Oh yeah, flex that out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, flex that out. flex that out of there. But I I agree with you, Jared. I had uh. I had Jeff- Justin Jefferson as my um, most notable performance of the week. Ten receptions, 193 yards, one touchdown. Only, quote-unquote, only one touchdown. But so many of his catches were the reason that the Vikings kept drives going that game. It was, it was unbelievable. It seemed like they were saying his name on every, every drive late in that game. Every mm-hmm. single drive. Especially after demoralizing, like I said, the, the Dalvin Cook fumble where he would have been gone down the sidelines. Yeah, uh, But, yeah, just an unbelievable game by Justin Jefferson. The absolute game wrecker on that on that one.
6: You, One thing I don't think people understand, I'm a big – McCarthy knows this. I am a huge film guy. I watch film for fun. I crack a six-pack of beers. I sit down and literally just start watching tape. And one of the most beautiful things you appreciate a great receiver – and the smoothness of everything from their hip motion to their eye contact, the way they use their hands, the way they get themselves away, separate without using just their speed. Justin Jefferson's an artist. He runs routes smoother than Devontae Adams, but has the breakaway speed to get away from cornerbacks. And one thing I'm excited for, guys, and one thing I think, book it now, as long as it's not in prime time, it might be in prime time, so they might be screwed, but – Vikings-Cowboys is going to be hilarious because Trayvon Diggs is going to have to cover either K.J. Osborne, who runs like a damn Ferrari. I should know. He's from the U. Um, (laughs) Freaking Adam Thielen, who's a surgeon on underneath routes. And then you have Justin Jefferson, who's the best receiver in football. So either way, uh, Trayvon Diggs is going to get lit up like a Christmas tree, and I'm I'm just here for it. Um, one thing I pride myself on is evaluating cornerbacks. And I was been screaming this since last year. Trayvon Diggs is the luckiest man in football. And, and I say just Justin Jefferson is going to just keep eating him alive. But I will also say this. If you want to watch a horrible performance last night, I think, I think Darius Slay was hurt last night on, uh, on McLaurin. McLaurin's nasty though. He's yeah. a top ten receiver as well. But yeah. I think. I think last. I I will be honest. One last thing about last week, because I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to bring up at least one more time, because I don't want to talk about it on Thursday on my show. Um, I think the Eagles were asleep. I think they were expecting an easy win. All the talk about the Monday Night Massacre, too. All these stupid things, and um, I think the Eagles needed a good kick in the good kick between the legs. And it and I, after watching Justin, um, Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown's uh press conferences, um, Colts will see in we'll see in six days,
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> but also, boys, what do you want to talk about? I'm here for another 10 minutes before I gotta go cook a steak that's been soaking in pesto because I'm trying a new experiment tonight,
3: but well, well, next is our next segment is our hottest individual take of the week, and since you have only 10 minutes, uh, Jared, let's let's go to you first. Defer to yeah, you first. Lead Do, it off. What's, your, what's your hottest individual take to, from this week in the NFL?
6: Um, my hottest individual take is that the Texans and the Lions are not going to finish in the bottom five in the draft. Oh. The Houston Texans, I've watched back-to-back weeks In the NFC East teams. Two teams that are going to make the playoffs, the Giants and the Eagles. Two teams that are very well coached in Brian Dable and Nick Sirianni. It's just growing pains they're going through. Now they have Nico Collins back and Brandon Cooks back. Without those guys, they still took the Eagles about I'd say seven out of the 12 rounds. And then, you know, AJ Brown and Hurts just started imposing their will on them. But that's just what happens. They're they're a top five team versus a team that's hasn't really gotten. I think Davis Mills is a franchise quarterback. I think this kid, his reads are great. He's athletic, he's got the arm talent. Everything is there. He's been overshadowed by the fact that they've been a dumpster fire for two years now, Yeah. but Lovey Smith's kind of curtailed him. Even with, um. I can't remember the guys, the head coach they had last year. David um, Cully, I David think. David Cully, I know David C. With David Cully there, David Cully at least taught the kid, like, listen, screw it. Step back and rip it. There's not, like, you, what, what, what's the worst happening? You? you throw an interception? They're going to be a top five team anyway. And they went and got Derek Stingley, who has secretly put together a great season. He just doesn't play in New York, so he's not getting Sauce's attention. I think Sauce is the better cornerback. I just think Derek Stingley's a freak athlete and he's going to have a great. Re- I think of him like a skinnier Patrick Peterson when it comes to the athletic ability, like DRC. Like a Dominic Rogers Cromarty, kind of a skinnier, great man to man corner, plays athletically well. And the biggest key to this Texans team is Damian Pierce is that dude.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: they've The Texans have always had, when they're good, they always have a good running back. Steve Slayton. Um, I'm on green for a hot minute, right? Yep. And then you go all the way back, you throw it back to my man Arian Foster. Aaron Foster. Yeah. Oh my God. Mr. One Cut himself. They've always had a decent running back. My boy from the U, Lamar Miller. Another one for those mm-hmm. uh Deshaun Watson teams. The Texans are going to be a good team. They may beat the Browns when they when Deshaun Watson shows up. Like I, I am seriously yep. saying, like, do not be surprised if Mills comes out and chucks a couple bombs. Because one, that Cleveland secondary looks great. That Cleveland defense looks so overhyped. And two, yeah. uh, Houston's hungry. And with the Detroit Lions, all that talk about Danny Campbell getting canned, man, they're fired up. Yes, they beat the Bears and the Packers. Yeah. But I don't need them to go nine and 10 and 0 the rest of the stretch. I need them to win like six games, five games, which they could easily do. The record is not, their schedule is not hard. And this week it's the Giants. I'm not betting this game because I'm not an idiot. Because I don't feel like losing any more money, <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, if you want a fun bet to say eh, th- throw in the effort bucket, just say screw it, throw it right, like throw money down the on the um the the uh the Lions, because this game is going to be make no sense. Danny Jeff Acueta is playing like a top five cor- top ten corner. Finally, it just took him three damn seasons, and that offense is clicking again. Jamal Williams is the perfect back for that system now with Swift. So that's my hot take. Texans and Lions are playing way better than the record show, and they will both not be top five teams in the draft. What's hilarious is that the Saints will be, and who owns the Saints pick?
2: <laughs> oh no.
6: Yeah. He was Lil yeah. Anderson. <laughs> Put him next to Josh Sweat and his son Reddick. Let's get the sacks going. If if
3: Howie Rosen probably, is a Sith Lord. Howie Rosen is a Sith Lord and Joe Douglas was his under his tutelage. Man. Yeah.
0: You you are probably rooting uh in the in the most negative way possible for Andy Dalton
2: at, at Well I back. I
0: despise <laughs> the New Orleans Saints. So I love
6: the city in New Orleans, but watching their Saints just not be good. is just ah, music. Like, the NFC East teams I despise. I actually don't mind the Giants as much as people think I do, because a lot of my best friends are Giants fans. I grew up around mm-hmm. Giants fans. My family are Giants fans. Well, I respect that blue blood fan base. I love it. It's great. They're like the Jets. Them they're, and they're the Jets, I gotta. I, I actually love those fan base. They're fun. As much as when I'm at their games, I want to throw hands at their fans, but That's different. I'm an Eagles fan. I've had a few beers in my system, but Washington, I hate their players. Dallas, I hate their fans and their players. And (laughs) New Orleans, I laugh at the delusion of their fans and despise their players. So, like, (laughs) it's that one random team that makes no sense to me because I love the city, New Orleans. I love their food, Cajun is actually my specialty cooking, but it's to me, it's just like I just love that. It's like our ultimate revenge for 2018 the Alshon Jeffrey drop game, like it's Howie Roseman sitting there, like with a cigar and a glass of whiskey with like some ominous music from like, like, I don't know, uh, just some, like some like really somber violins in the background <laughs> with some opera, just like smoking a cigar saying, this is my ultimate victory. <laughs> Eagles, Eagles at worst finishing like the NFC title game or division around. And they're sitting there with, not one, but two first round picks. One of them is going to get them. Will Anderson. So, yeah. I just—it's it, beautiful. But gentlemen, I took up like eight minutes on a take. Please, I want no, to hear some things right. out of you. All
3: right, go ahead, Dustin. You go ahead. What's your hottest individual individual take from Week
0: Ten? All right, I'll make this one. I'll make this one quick. But I think um, I have a couple. I have a couple Bills fans uh, that are friends of mine on Facebook. One of them I went to high school with. I know them. I think the the talk of the bills demise is incredibly premature they lost a like the one thing that um my friend who's the bills fan he put on facebook he said bills are a fraud and i just thought that was ridiculous the bills lost one of the craziest games who would have thought that a snap was going to be fumbled? You know, there just there was a lot that went wrong in that game. I think the Bills had has has their armor been taken off a little bit. Yeah. Have have teams figured out how to play them well, probably, but are they a fraud? Absolutely not. I th- I think they're still they're still they're still one of the better teams in the AFC, no problem. Now, Josh Allen, he's got a he's got a kind of uh Reign in the red zone interceptions he's had the last few weeks. Uh, I think his his arm, he's got a little bit of that, and not to bring this guy's name up on the podcast, but he's got a little bit of that Brett Favre in him, too. I think where his That's arm, he, he's got so much ability in his arm, and he believes in it so much that sometimes he makes throws that he really shouldn't make. But uh, chill out, Bills fans. I mean, come on. <laughs> I get it. It's an emotional game. That was an emotional loss, but I don't think – that they are a mirage. I will say one
6: thing about Allen. I've had UCL. I've had buddies of UCL injuries. You could tell in those throws. Go back and look at the tape, guys. Those last couple throws in that game, you could tell he was hurting. Don't yeah, be surprised if Case Keenum yeah. surprisingly starts two out of the next three games. Their next hard game is New England December 4th
2: Yeah,
0: 1st. Yeah. I mean, frankly, I was shocked he was going to start this one. I thought there's Me no way he started Me too
2: I they thought it'd be Case done for Kingdom at least three or four show, weeks. Bro. Yeah.
0: They have the Case Keenum show; it's always electric <laughs> with
6: Case
2: Keenum in the lineup.
0: <laughs> but uh, Ryan, how about how about you?
3: Well, remember early in the show when I thought I, I when I said that Josh Mc, uh, McDaniel's was not tanking for the uh, Raiders. Uh, I forgot I had said in their show notes that yeah, he's he's a tank, He's the tank commander for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they're <laughs> tanking. You could, he, he, I mean. We all we 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 said earlier that we don't know how he manages to lose games, but I kind of gotta wonder if he's losing these games on purpose. This is all part of a master plan to get a high draft pick somehow. Um, as far as I know, they don't. As far as I know, they don't have. Um, I don't think they have a draft pick. I don't think they have a the number one pick this year.
0: They don't have no. a first
3: round pick this year because of the Devontae Adams trade.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're Straight right up. about that. I, Straight I, I,
6: um, I believe they are down a first round pick for the next two years. Um, I think it was a two first, two seconds for Adams. I don't. I I'd have to get close. Usually I have Matt or Mason to look this up for me. So I'm like, <laughs> so I love those two to death. Shout out to Matt and Mason, by the way. Um, But like I, I, I dude, my I, my uncle's a Raiders fan, man, and I'm I'm praying
2: for him right now. I really <laughs> am. Right,
3: now let's see. But maybe, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's not. Maybe maybe he is a tank commander, but for a n- different purpose. Since he is my first round pick this year, but
0: but looks he's not like, a good coach. Looks like, according to what I'm reading, it was a 2022 first round and 2022 second round pick. So they are out a first. Hold on, let me see here. Oh, come on.
3: Let's see what Tankathon says. Let's see what Tankathon says because let me just see what the big board says.
0: It said uh, Las Vegas.
3: Las Vegas has the number two pick right now. If the season ended today.
0: Wow.
2: So
3: I was. So it was a 2022 first round pick. Yeah. So. Yep. They own the number two pick in the draft right now. Uh, they're right behind Houston at one seven and one. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a tank commander.
2: <laughs>
3: he's playing tank commander. He is a tank commander. And as much as I feel for my Raiders, my my friends who are Raiders fans, I got it kind. I kind of wonder what's gonna what's happening right now in Vegas, and this might be might be part of a master plan. We don't know.
0: Who knows? But based on that, uh, based on that haircut, Mark Davis doesn't have one. I don't
2: know.
0: <laughs> I, I, I
6: I'm I'm terrified for my fellow my my Raiders family members. I I'm telling you right now, I think this is the worst hire. I think it's worse than Nathaniel Hackett. At least Nathaniel Hackett has a has a rich ownership behind him. Like the Raiders are the poorest ownership in football, and they are stuck on that contract. It's not even like Connecticut out here where you can fire at will and like unemployment doesn't come to you for a couple months. Right. It's You are stuck in that contract in, in Nevada, I believe. And the worst part about it is is I, from the get-go, knew this was going to be a bad idea. I picked the Raiders because I just said, oh, the Chandler Jones thing, they're going to be able to get after the quarterback. They're going 10 games. They're going to get whooped in the first round of the playoffs. But I figured McDaniels can't be this bad of a coach. He lost the locker room apparently within two, three weeks. Oh,
2: geez. Oh.
6: That's yeah. oh, that's rumors. Oh, I, he probably he's guaranteed already lost it already with that Derek Carr press conference. I felt depressed watching him talk as bad as I feel as an Englishman <laughs> today. I felt worse for Derek Carr. If you're calling out your own teammates at a press conference, your season is done, your yeah. career in that city might be done, or those players' careers. So, listen, we, I, I hate to steal a spotlight before I dip, but man. I just, the Raiders, it's just, I think they're, I thought the Broncos were bad. But like the, the, uh, the, uh, the Walmart family can just throw out money left and right. <laughs> you know what they buy for 5.5 billion cash. They can throw escrow and all that other crap. Like, dude, <laughs> Vegas is screwed, man. They're done. <laughs> this, is oh. a two year, this is a two year death sentence right here. Devontae Adams is sitting like, Aaron, do you need me? He's like, no, nah, I got this Christian kid. He doesn't get hurt. He just <laughs> runs fast. I mean, six, five.
2: <laughs>
6: oh, but, what a yeah, mess been, in vegas it has been a pleasure coming on your show today
3: yeah I actually I jared really before you go go ahead I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the floor go ahead and oh, yeah. plug away you can follow
6: me at these two amazing handles here belly up jared is my twitter i only did i only do it uh, be, i only have it as that because it's so much harder to change your twitter handle apparently but corner booth jared is where you can find me everywhere else you can find me at the corner booth podcast at corner booth pod it's on Everything, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, uh, TikTok. I always forget that one. Um, We do our recorded show Monday nights, released Tuesday morning. We just dropped an episode yesterday, this morning. Mason just put the tweet out. And we have our live show Thursdays where you can catch guys like McCarthy, our boy Angela Duke, the boys from Crafty Sports, all of our friends stop by. It is the pregame show for your weekends and Thursday night football. It's a little more – it's a little – It's listen, if you like this show, you'll love that show. I just want you right now, we curse a lot more. And <laughs> one, or, one of my former co-hosts compared Joe Paterno to a Nazi, but we'll talk about that one another day. <laughs> All
3: right, McCarthy, oh, I think you were there the for that one too. I, I'm not sure if I was.
6: No, no, you were watching it. We had Zach, we had Zach from uh Zach Keelman from uh uh Gridiron Grind or whatever that was on he was not ready for that take. <laughs> and I don't think he ever recovered. He was like a statue the rest of the show. Yeah. But oh, <laughs> listen, man. Dustin, if you ever get a chance to watch it, I, I wholeheartedly appreciate like you, I, I your feedback. McCarthy is what who I bring on to bring a little holiness to those unholy proceedings, but <laughs> but uh gentlemen, congratulations on the anniversary. Love this show. It's always a good listen for myself, Matt, and Mason over at the corner booth and Ghost, who's passed out on the couch. Happy anniversary, fellas. Have a great rest of your
3: show. Oh,
0: thanks, thank Jared. you. Thank you. Thanks for coming on.
3: Well deserved, guys.
6: Hell of
0: a bud.
3: All right. Please. All right. So thanks to Jared from Corner Boost for stopping by. Before we get on to our last two segments, we need to talk about one of our friends at Godzilla Media. That's Mohawk Honda. And listen, weather outside is gonna get frightful. So you need yourself a reliable car. The seasons may change, but the one constant is the buying experience at Mohawk Condo where you are treated with a smile, where greeted with a smile, and treated with respect. And with the weather outside getting frightful, the inventory is ramping up with pilots, passports, and ridgelines, all-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, you need reliable transportation in the snow. Remember, this is the best time to sell your vehicle, and we buy cars. And in some cases, you may be able to sell it for more than you paid for it. Just another advantage you get from the w- number one volume dealer in the capital region, General Manager Greg Johnson, his team of sales sales consultants, are always available to help you in the buying exp- the buying process. And big news: Scott Moynihan is back at Mohawk Honda, bringing his thirty plus years of automotive experience with him. Stop in and welcome Scott home. You can also see my guy Evan Zuelin. He got me into a two thousand sixteen honda hrv it's a great car yes the seasons change but at mohawk honda on freeman's bridge road in scotia or online at MohawkHonda.com, we always go out of our way to please you all right we're going to open up a new section uh, new, we kind of change we, we kind of change uh cemetery shuffle. so often we shuffle <laughs> things we have to shuffle things over so often when i know credentials are required and i brought up i had i listened to a conversation on spitting chiclets uh, the other day about who the most dominant athlete not not in professional sports is currently not not the most dominant player in a, in a particular sport but in sports in general and Dustin I, I kind of pose the question to you as well but I also want to hear in the comments too if you're still watching uh, if you're still watching or leave us a leave us a, a you know I'll, I'll tweet it later or put it on Instagram but in your mind who currently is the most dominant athlete in professional sports.
0: Oh, geez. I mean, this is kind of, I was trying to think and I just, I have to go, I guess I have to go and maybe, maybe with my first instinct, cause I, I typed a response in the uh, show rundown, just thinking out loud. Um, and it, I guess it was my gut response and I just, I just had, uh, another athlete that came to my mind As we were talking, but I'm going to go with my gut response. Maybe Shohei Otani is Mm -hmm. probably, he's got to be at least in the consideration for the way we've never seen anybody that can pitch and hit like this Mm -hmm. outside of, you know, you don't want to make these comparisons, but people like to compare him to Babe Ruth, but Babe Ruth didn't pitch for that long, you know, in (laughs) the grand scheme of things. And it also was a different era to do what Shohei Ohtani is doing i would say in relative obscurity i think that's why he's not mentioned more is because of the market that he's in the the los angeles angels of anaheim are overshadowed by the dodgers and let me let
3: me just say this for that name i really hope new ownership changes it yes is it is yeah. it Los Angeles? Is it Anaheim? Is it California? Which one is it? Like can I have, know. Do uh, we have a solid can we can we be sold on a one solid
0: general area? For my for my money, um for my money, I think they should just change it back to California Angels. Like back, yeah. you know, that nostalgia that hits. That's the team I, I grew mean,
3: up with. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And plus Angels in the Outfield. Not a great movie, but hey, we remember. Tony Danza. <laughs> yeah. So I guess my first instinct was was uh, Shohei Otani. Um and I and I wish I followed UFC more uh because Francis Nagano was the other name that came to mind. Mm-hmm. But they have so many events now that I you know, I, I can't remember what his, his record was. Um John Bones Jones had quite a run for a while there before, you know, some things happened but shohei otani was o- otani was my my gut pick first when i read this question uh what about what about you ryan
3: uh, i it's coming down to a handful of guys uh one of them being Bowden barrett who is a new zealand new zealand national rugby team player uh he plays he plays number 10 he's the he's a fly half uh for the for the all blacks uh one of the most dominant rugby teams in in the world uh, but for, but the spinach, guys said, Connor, Mc, uh, they asked if Connor McDavid was oh. the most dominant athlete in professional sports. A lot of them actually said, I, I believe a lot of them said, yes, I'll have to go back and watch the clip again. But, but yeah, I think he, I think McDavid is because just basic, based on his early stats right now, uh, I believe he's on pace or close to being on pace to matching Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, he's close to getting 200 points uh, for the season.
0: That's so unbelievable,
3: just I mean. this season alone. I mean, it's incredible the, the stats that he has. Uh, but in terms of not just scoring ability, but all all around athletic ability, you see, you just Google highlight. Go to YouTube. N- not now, but after the show. Yeah. Google Connor McDavid highlights and what he does with the puck. Not not only with the puck, but also without the puck. He's one of the fastest skaters on the planet. He's yep. probably one of the best stick handlers on the planet. I mean, just go watch his highlights. You'll see what I mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I feel like such an idiot because I am an Oilers fan. But <laughs> I think I think for me, it's, it's one of those cases where you kind of – I don't want to say you discount McDavid, but you – you get so used to seeing him do what he does that you forget how great it is, you know? Yep. And, and, uh, but you just see the highlights on on a goal from last year where he split three Rangers defenders and just, yeah. you know, and, and I will admit as a, he, he, I just went with the first name that came into my mind. And I think part mm-hmm. of it is, um, that I just get used to seeing what he does and also, I'm sorry, but the the Oilers games are usually on late and I am I am dozing off a lot of the times. <laughs> but that's a great pick.
3: Yeah, so I'm looking up his he's currently he's currently uh he leads the league in leads the NHL with 32 points in only 16 games. He's at two wow. he's at two points per night streak, 15 goals, 17 assists. He's averaging two points per game. uh yeah so that's 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 a pretty dominant he's he's pretty pretty dominant in the score in in scoring i would say he's probably the most dominant player in this decade so far um but yeah i mean my goodness you you just again just go watch his highlights i mean i i don't doubt and this is not to knock any other athletes scoring ability or not scoring ability but just athletic ability in general uh, football players are different skill sets baseball players different skill sets same with basketball but mm-hmm. you know hockey kind of be you have to be back and forth you have to be you have to play both defense and offense so uh, on while you're on the on a 200 by 65 sheet of ice <laughs> for 60 minute for 60 minute games plus and then some for uh, for 82 games so it would be an absolute tragedy if something catastrophic were to happen. Uh, if you had to suffer a catastrophic injury, we won't be able to see his uh, his 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 absolute genius on the ice. But I know when we went down to uh, down to New Jersey on New Year's Eve last year with my mm-hmm. nephew Christian, we get to see we got to see them live. We got to see him live. That was a special occasion in my oh life. yeah
0: yeah that game was absolute madness too madness yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: the fun time the devils won in overtime so hey
0: <laughs> but yeah that's the
3: in my mind that's the most uh dominating athlete rod from rod Uncensored podcast was lebron james eh, maybe 10 years ago but not currently i guess i mean there's plenty of other nba players out there like Giannis, like yeah steph curry um
2: if I who's had that,
3: to, who's that? Who's that kid from the who, from the Grizzlies? I can't remember his name. Oh, Tom yeah, I and
0: I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, if if I had to pick a player from the NBA, as much as I love Luka Doncic, I think yeah. um, the clear the clear pick for me would be John Morant from the Memphis, John Morant, yes, from thank the you. Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, he's from, he's like a cheat code. He definitely is <laughs> a cheat code. Yeah, definitely there.
3: for sure. So we're gonna close out in a, just a moment or two but i just what this is actually the record this is the recording of the 100th episode of no credentials required and it's taken unofficially we have 124 episodes in the box but those a lot of those were special editions or they were uh, special interviews special editions like the happy hour uh and morning cup which uh unfortunately i kind of spectacularly failed at. but that's okay that's what life is um I've had to take breaks every so often, just to kind of clear my mind, put myself in a new direction, uh, different ep- also with different episodes, with different uh, sports figures. I can go back and listen to different episodes. But uh, the- this is a hundredth episode, and Dustin, you're you're I know you're kind of late to the game. I only asked yeah. you to be a co-host uh, a couple months ago, but you've been a part of the show now. And also, if you're, if Corey, if he's watching or listening, got to give credit to him for uh, for being the, the catalyst uh, for uh, not only starting Occurrences Required back in 2019 when we were, uh, when we were both with uh, Broken Bat Media, uh, but also continuing uh, uh, rebooting the podcast uh, during the pandemic of 2020 uh, to get things going with Occurrences Required and Belly Up Sports. Again, I want to thank you for I want to thank Mike and Blaine and uh, at Belly Up Sports for allowing me for, to have this, to have a podcast, be part of the network and also guys at Godzilla Media uh, to be on his network too. So, yeah, you know, reflecting back on 100 episodes, there's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, not so much blood, but just a lot of uh, different <laughs> times where I've had to stop and restart and kind of refocus on things. But yeah, uh, you know, I'm, now I'm having fun. I'm having fun doing the podcast again. And it was for a while, it was kind of a, a slog because of doing this podcast solo with no accountability. But now I have accountability. Every week we record and yeah. we do a live show, and it's it's becoming fun. So. um, to everyone watching and listen or listening if you are listening on the podcast side thanks for being there for 100 episodes thanks for sticking with us and uh hopefully the next 100 episodes will we'll have a lot more material to to bring to you so mm-hmm. you know stay tuned stay tuned pay pay attention to our uh to our social medias and to uh, uh different things i'll not will announce on the pike and even on youtube you now if i put up a short it'll be there for a reason
0: so
2: yeah but yeah 100 out.
0: episodes in yeah Subscribe, like, hit the bell, do all the, do all the social media things. And once again, I just want to thank you, Ryan, one, for for starting this podcast. I know, I know from my own brief experience of doing a previous podcast, it is a lot of work. It is not easy. I cannot imagine trying to host one on my own. Um, yes. I, think, I think you did a, a great job with it uh, back in the day, trying to take everything on. I'm glad and excited that you asked me to join you. I look forward to it each week as well and um thanks for the opportunity but more importantly, this is a take a victory lap for you for yourself, my friend. A hundred episodes is no small feat.
3: Well, if I ran, I would take a victory lap for sure but since i don't run <laughs> i'll i'll think i'll think i'll take a, i'll take a leisurely stroll instead. How about that?
2: Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs>
3: All right, we're gonna close things up for this week's edition of No Creds is Required. As always, look for us on social media down here below. Uh if you're watching on the if you're watching, uh, if you're listening, find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at no creds req. Facebook.com forward slash no creds req. YouTube.com forward slash at no creds req. If you're watching right now, give us a thumbs up on both Facebook and YouTube. Uh, if you're watching the replay, leave us a comment. And on the podcast side, subscribe. Spreaker's our home base. Also find us on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, Amazon Music, anywhere. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us there. Also, rate and review. Five stars is a preferred rating. And also, leave a review. I might even read it on the air. So for my co-host, Dustin.
2: Yeah, I got it right yeah
3: for dustin henry i'm ryan mccarthy thanks again for watching and or listening to no cursors required where you don't need a press pass to talk sports we are presented by belly up sports in association with guys little media we'll be back next week with another episode until then have fun out there be safe and talk to you again soon good night everybody
6: Thank you
0: for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're
3: still here.
5: Hi, I'm Maria.
3: And I'm
1: Mike, and we're
5: Team, Team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready.
1: It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible.
5: Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather.
1: Be ready for anything. Go to BlackHillsEnergy.com slash TeamReady. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
5: Lucky?